Welcome to It's All Her, the podcast for women who want to live simpler, better lives. I'm your host, Geordie Lucas. I'm the founder and editor of It's All Her. I'm a mum to a toddler and I was an actor in a previous life. Each week, I'm joined by a guest to talk about their life, their work, and of course, how they make life simpler and better. For the latest, head to itsallher.com or follow us on socials. Let's get to this week's episode. Welcome to the very first episode of It's All Her for 2023. I don't know about you, but I've only been back at work for about two weeks and the Christmas break already feels like it was a lifetime ago. My break was spent in the UK. We traveled over there for five weeks to see my husband's family, which was so lovely. We hadn't been there since pre-COVID, which meant that they hadn't seen our daughter Evie since she was about three or four months old. So it was really nice to watch them form a relationship and Evie played with her cousins, which was so lovely. The trip unfortunately did end in all of us getting COVID, which wasn't fun, but it was a beautiful five weeks away and we're back now. And I'm so excited to be bringing you another year of podcasts and content across the site and socials. The podcast is going to be a little different this year. We're mixing the format up a little bit. Now, you'll still hear from your favorite women and the entertainment episodes, but we're adding a new show, which is going to focus on women behind the biggest brands in Australia. And it's called, drumroll please, Behind Her Brand. And this is because so many of you love the business page on our website. So this way we're giving you a little more on the podcast too. And for those of you who just want to hear me have a little chit chat with a cool chick, you'll still hear those episodes too. So basically, I'm just adding more to my plate, which is what I tell people not to do all the time. But anyway, here we are. Let's get into today's episode of Behind Her Brand. Christy Nicholas is the founder and CEO of Mumpower. Now, if you're a mum on social media, there is a chance that you may have come across Mumpower or you may have even worked with them. They are a marketing company that exclusively deals with brands that interest mums. Why? Because mums are one of the most powerful consumer groups and key decision makers in family units when it comes to purchases. So, What is an influencer? How do you become one? And why should brands be working with them? Listen now to my chat with Christy to find out. Christy, founder of Mumpower, thank you so much for joining us this week on the podcast. How is business going post-COVID? You know, how's it been for you? Um, Firstly, thank you, Geordie, for having me on your absolutely fabulous podcast. I'm very grateful to be here. To answer your question, how it's going, it's going very well um, in terms of we survived like a number of businesses. We got through that uh, really stressful period with um, COVID. And um, I feel really excited and very grateful because I used COVID as an opportunity to uh, stay incredibly connected with mums and what mums were feeling and experiencing and going through because their lives changed immensely um, in a way that we've never seen before. So Mm. we use um, COVID as an opportunity to really stay connected 
and reconnect with mums and also had that same attitude with brands as well. So I think that as a result of um, listening to consumers, both um, business side and and, and mums as well, um, it's put us in a position where we really feel um, uh, able to help them and support both of them. Yeah. So talk us through, for those of us who haven't heard of Mum Power, what do you do? Mum Power, Jordi, the probably the simplest way that we can summarize um, Mum Power is that we are a marketing agency, but we exclusively represent mid to larger sized organizations who largely sell to mums. So the product could be anything for mum, for her kids, for the family, for the home. If she's the one um, opening her wallet, then um, they're the types of brands that we would be supporting and working with. And we really help brands um, fast track these relationships with this very lucrative um, demographic. Yeah. So I'm assuming your career background is in marketing. Yeah, it is. It is in marketing. Um, a good part of my career was working for the toy and nursery industry. So I guess a bit of a complementary space where we we sold products that mums bought for for her children. Uh, and then prior to that, I did work in the cosmetics industry and a little bit in TV as well. So all to do with marketing and communications. Yeah. And tell me, I just read your your bio before, and and you had this sort of aha moment, and that's what sort of sparked the idea to create mum power can you tell me a bit about that moment definitely so I I still remember this moment vividly I wasn't a mum at a time and I remember when I was working in the toy industry what we used to have to do is hire an agency every now and again which is totally normal to Mm. help with product launches and they had written a press release and I remember looking at this press release, reading it for this amazing new range that, that we we're going to be releasing. And I did feel um, disheartened and my heart did drop because I felt like, oh, my God, this is such a great product. I know we're working with an amazing agency, but we just haven't nailed it. Like in terms of the execution, the comms wasn't quite there. Yeah. And I knew that it just didn't, it wasn't going to hit a nerve with the, the audience as much as what it needed to, to really cut through. Yeah. So that was the moment that I, I really just um, felt like there's room in this marketplace for an mm. agency that lives and breathes this customer being mums and creates a dialogue that is really made for her. Um, yeah. and that's when the seed was planted. I know that there will be lots of listeners who have those moments and have those light bulb moments of, you know, thinking of a business idea. What are some practical tips and, and things that we can put into place that sort of going from conception of the idea to actually bringing it to life as a business? I allowed that um, that process to take its time. So I did. See, I sat on that idea for a while. I just used to keep on revisiting it. You know, is it still relevant? So if I was to give your audience some practical tips, I would let them play around with the concept, even if it is in their mind, what does it look like? Um, and, and, visualize like how it could come together 
And um, that would be a good starting point. And then you've got to do your practical side of things. So actually look in the marketplace. Is somebody else already doing this? Um, what is like some indirect competitors and, and how would your product be different? So they're probably some practical tips mm. um, that I would suggest. But for me, it wasn't like I, I sat on the practical side of things for a little while and I could visualize it. But it wasn't until I remember um, reading an article in the paper about forward thinking regret where you, you think about a couple of years in the future, what will you regret not having a go with today? And for me, that's what that, that's pretty much what um, set me off. It's like, oh, my God, the first thing that came to mind was having a go with this business. So, yeah. um, so yes, you've got the practical side of things, but then you've also got like the mindset and like the, having the confidence to have a go as well. Mm. You mentioned before, about mums being the main decision makers in homes when it comes to purchases. Why else are mums such powerful consumers? There's, well, again, with with when you look at a family household and all the different um, household discretionary purchases that they are, um, and you're right, like at the end of the day, it's largely mums who are buying stuff for their kids, for the home, for the fridge and so forth. Yeah. Um, so that's obviously one side that she's got the power of the purse strings. And it's not to say that the partners are not involved in some respect for some things, but mm. the, the data shows it's still largely mums. But the other reason why they are powerful is because they influence so many others just like them. And mums have got the power to influence not only their immediate friends and people who they know, but a mum can influence another mum even if she doesn't know them. And that's because mums uh, share very similar um, experiences of what they're going through and pressures and stresses. And as a result of that, we are likely to um, trust what another mum has to say even if we don't know her. So that's the other reason why mums are so powerful is because their recommendations is quite um, influential. Yeah. The mum influencer space is huge. And the way that, you know, advertising and marketing now, it is no longer TV, print, radio advertising. You know, a mum with a couple of hundred followers can can be an influencer and can influence other mums' purchases. Having said that, it's a really saturated space, the mum blogger space. When you are looking at influencers to engage with on behalf of your brands, what sets one mum apart from the others that maybe might push her over the line in terms of getting that campaign? That's a really great question, Geordie, and it's something that we have looked closely because, you know, since we opened our doors in um, 2009, we've been working with mum influencers Um very, very intensely. And we do have to, um, we are often faced with that. For example, when a brand um, chooses to work with Mum Power so that we can introduce them to influencers and we ask influencers to put themselves forward if they would like um, us to consider them for the brand. And we will um, have a list of applicants who have put their hand up for um, a brand. And what sets her apart is we need to have a look at some fundamentals that 
might be be two things. It'd be what's important to the brand. So mm-hmm. if the brand has said we're looking for mums who clearly have an outdoor lifestyle or clearly love home cooking or clearly X, Y, Z, fill in, fill in the, the gaps. In the first instance, we have to look at what is important and what is a, a natural extension of the brand and the brand values because mm-hmm. you want authentic partnerships in the first instance. But then when you drill down and you might have um, influencers who do meet the brand criteria, then we have to delve further and have a look at what will separate one applicant from the other. And what we will also have a look at in those instances is perhaps an example of the type of brands that she collaborates um, in the past. We'll also have a look at... um, how thoughtful uh, her content might be and how personal and compelling it will be. We might want to have a look at could this person's natural flair be a great fit for um, the brand or so forth. So we're looking at that authenticity and that that voice that is um, a beautiful reflection of the brand that we're looking at as well. And Mm -hmm. then if if we're feeling really... uh, perplexed we will also have a look at well how what kind of a relationship do we have with this influencer um you know what history maybe there, there could be influencers who have we know when we work with them they go above and beyond and they really add value or they're easy to work with or or they've had phenomenal results and then of course we have to take that into consideration as well yeah so when it comes to looking at the overall feed, and I think this is how TikTok has changed the landscape as well, is for me it used to be having a really curated, beautiful, aesthetically pleasing feed, whereas now things can be a bit more off the cuff, a little bit rough around the edges. Are there still some brands that are holding on to that, you know, curated type? And, and how much do you sort of steer them in the direction of, well, maybe we could have some influencers who are really curated and others who are a bit more rough around the edges, I guess. How, what's Where's the balance struck there? Mm. Uh, firstly, if we were to have a look at the trends, yeah, you're absolutely right. Five years ago, it was probably about a 50-50 split, if not probably a little bit more curated, a little bit mm. less raw. Now what we're seeing is that I'd say rule of thumb, we're looking more so at 80% messy, raw, relatable, and then still a sprinkling of that um, curated um, type of content, which is terrific. Mm. Uh, it's a it's a good it's a good balance um, of being aspirational and also incredibly relatable. In yeah. terms of how we steer it, we look mainly at the data. Like for us, it's when we look at um what followers prefer and what you know everyday mums prefer we listen to what they say and we know that they love authenticity they they want to see product in action and they like that messiness as well so mm. we, we are led by the customer and that's how we give our recommendations to the brand yeah mum power recently conducted a study and it revealed just how many mums feel judged and it comes as no surprise to me because I've certainly felt, you know, judged online and, you know, keeping up with other influences um, in the news and everything. And I see, you know, women are constantly coming under fire for their choices as, you know, mums. And I think it does tie into uh, and it, that sort of aspirational content is is partly to blame that there's some influences who paint 
a particular picture of their lives and and it looks so put together and so um you know beautiful that you as a as a consumer look at them and think oh my god like they've got it all together and i'm i'm sitting here with the, yesterday's dishes you know in the kitchen sink still so there does have to be that balance of you know that aspirational content that the, that the brand can reuse as well um but yeah then being real and authentic as well yeah, definitely. And um, that study that we did on Australian Mums Today, like we we had a look at, you know, what what she's what her stresses are, what's keeping her up at night, um, and yeah, we had a, a complete piece around judgment and how Australian mums feel judged, and it was really quite confronting and a little bit sad mm. because we wanted to explore this because, you know, as mums, you know, you're juggling very often careers as well as what's happening at the home plus the mental load that goes with having a family. But there's not much left for a mum as an individual. And then to see that four out of five mums on top of like the stresses of life today, she yeah. feels judgment. And um, where that judgment's coming from, you know, largely it is she's feeling that judgment from other mums um, and then drilling down further that, you know, she's feeling judged over choices like her parenting style or her own appearance as well. Yeah. That probably talks to what you're saying about um, looking at content online when you see some people who look amazing and so well put together and you just can't. <laughs> it's just it's not always that easy for all of us and um, that's probably a great indication of why that rawness um, is very popular and continues Mm. to be so especially with the evolution of TikTok as well that um, it enables us as consumers to drop our guard down as well and not have to like we almost feel like we can connect and relate to these people a little bit more Mm. and that's not to say that um you can't connect to someone who is polished and and dressed up because we all have those moments as well. Yeah, it is probably about having that balance and what is right for um, each influencer. Because some people do authentically show up in life more put together than others, and that's that's okay as well. And they shouldn't feel, and we shouldn't judge those people either. Yeah, know? because um, um, everybody has a right to be themselves. One thing that I love about this space is that it allows mums particularly to earn money perhaps when they're on maternity leave or, you know, some women even make a full-time wage out of quote-unquote influencing. If if there's a mum there out there listening to this that wants to grow their audience or perhaps they've got an audience and they just don't know how to monetize it, what would be some tips that you have for her to maybe bring in some money through their audience? For us, um, where it helps us, like an agency like Mum Power, to be able to sell these influencers in and um, introduce them to some amazing brand collabs is having that um, a bit of that marketing identity. So, for example, something as simple as, you know, your elevator pitch, like two lines, two, three lines, what makes you you and why mm. would brands choose to collaborate with you? So I guess a bit... Um, Tell us a little bit about your identity and um, what you focus on and what your passions are. Even a one-page, I wouldn't want to see like, 
you know, a four-page document. It's literally yeah. a one-page summary of who you are, what you have to offer, offer, what your sweet spot is in terms of the types of content you create, and what are the types of brands that like are, are a perfect fit for you. Yeah. Um, because then it's so much easier to find brands that fit um, that influencer as well. So yeah. the tip for an influencer interested in this space is to, I guess, shape a bit of a brand identity. How can, um, because you are becoming then a personal brand and mm. a personal brand needs to be marketed. And to market you, we need to have um, some material, some comms or a statement that um, makes it easier for a brand to decide, yes, this person's a great fit for us. Yeah. There's still, I feel, some way to go in terms of brands seeing the value in influencers and content creators. How uh, how do influencers benefit, aside from just, you know, the obvious of sharing a, a product or a service with their audience, how else do influencers and content creators benefit brands? Moving forward, like when we have a look at mum's um, buying behaviour, so Mum Power does quite a lot of market research to track um, how mums buy, why they buy, and what moved her along the brand journey. And if we have a look at the number one um, reason that a mums will discover a brand in the first place, it comes down to uh, what's happening on social media. And mm. that will be a combination of the advertising that brands are doing, as well as the influencer marketing. So how brands will benefit and the value that influencers give to brands is the fact that more and more brands are repurposing content that either influencers or other creators have created for them as part of their advertising spend because mm. that is the content that cuts through most. It um, moves people most. It's most relatable and so forth. So that's the number one reason, in my opinion, that that brands get a lot of value out of collaborating with influencers and other creators mm. because that becomes the content of the future that they can um, use as their advertising as opposed to, you know, that real typical corporate um, yeah. branded voice. I've The last few campaigns that I've worked on, just work that I've picked up myself, I haven't even had to post the content that I've created. A lot of brands are just looking for creators to create the content send it across you don't even have to edit it and then they do the rest which is you know that's a new trend that I've seen just in the last sort of six months to a year same with us and it's I think it's actually been fantastic in some respects because it's become that need that's coming from the brand where they're looking for the, that raw content it has become an equalizer in, for, for influencers and creators as well because mm. now it doesn't always matter not always in some instances it doesn't matter what you know uh, um, your follower size is or what your engagement is what matters most is what you think about the product and yeah. your, your raw content about you talking about it. And that creates great opportunities for more people. Mm. It's such an exciting space. What what are some of the brands that you're working with at the moment and looking into working with in, in 2023? Oh, well, we've got a great 
um, pool of brands who who choose Mum Power um, to represent them. And you know what? It actually comes across totally different categories. So we are working with brands in the pregnancy and baby space. We're working with brands, um, you know, outdoor sporting equipment. We're working with brands that have got um, uh, home cleaning products, appliances, beauty products. Probably, I feel like we're covering every single category. At the end of the day, mums are buying it, whether it's for, you know, pregnancy and baby or when her kids are in high school and everything in between. So uh, a great mix of um, new brands who are ready to take the world by storm, as well as some established brands that want to maintain an awesome relationship with today's mums. Yeah. I worked on a campaign with you guys for Remington and it's a style adapter curling wand and the amount of people that I've told after that campaign to go and buy this curling wand it's it's the most amazing thing so there's a flow-on effect even after the content is posted definitely because you've had a chance to try it and you know how it fits into your real life but Mm. one thing I do want to reference about Remington because I don't believe that we see it more see it enough in the landscape like Remington is an accessible beauty brand right in Mm. terms of beauty appliances and where they have I feel like um gone above and beyond is that so many not enough beauty brands out there want to be affiliated with the mum market um, it's more so sometimes um, a different type of consumer. But Remington really value that mums are busy, they still want to take care of themselves, and um, they can afford to buy beauty products as well. And so they yeah. really have leaned into everyday mums to um, to talk about how to make themselves feel good about themselves. Yeah. 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 So at It's All Her, we are all about making life simpler and better for women. How do you do that for yourself as a business owner? You're a mum yourself to two teenage girls. How do you make life simpler and better? Uh, it took me a couple of years to figure this out, but what I realised works for me is um, habit stacking. So how can I, so there's two things, I guess. One is my values and one is habit stacking. So the first instance is when you work out what your values are, like what is most important to you? What are your non-negotiables in life? Like what does a, an awesome life look like for you? And then when you know that, it makes it so much easier to make decisions um, and goals mm. that are in line with what makes you happy. So I did I'm very clear on my values and what's important to me. And then that allows me to set up my day, my week, my weekends, um, so that I'm doing what, um, so that I've simplified my life and I'm doing what counts. And those habits stacking, like if you see my calendar, Monday to, you know, lunchtime Friday, it is pretty regimented. Um, But you know what? It works. Get up at the same time eat the same thing, do the exercise, take care of the mind, do your hard jobs early in the day and so forth. So yeah, they're they're probably the two ways that um, simplify my life. And then at the end, the last thing, which I only discovered about eight months ago was the value of sleep. Like I realized (laughs) that quality sleep um, makes it easier to show up um, during the day. So that, that would be my three tips for someone who, you know, has probably got a little bit on their plate and wants to do yeah. a reasonably decent job at it and show up for the for themselves and, and people who matter 
to do I could those not things. agree more with the quality sleep. That is so important. Christy, Game thank changer. you so much. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. I will link everything to Mum Power in the show notes. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Jordi. I really uh, value being part of your amazing podcast. Thanks for listening to Behind Her Brand by It's All Her. If you've loved this episode, please rate, review and subscribe wherever you listen. Follow us on socials and stay tuned for next week's episode where I sit down with Georgie Tunney from The Project. Chat soon.